Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Tennis Fans Podcast. This is Tuck. And this is Tree. Welcome back. The, uh, so this week, we would like to uh, speak a little bit about our journey uh, back into tennis. Um, it definitely made a really huge impact on our lives, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, definitely made a huge impact on our life. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to my little brother, Tuck here. He got featured on the Babolat Instagram site for their Babolat Family Friday. Uh, where the post received thousands of likes. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, definitely uh, our journey back to uh, tennis uh, has been a really good one. Uh, had a really good Im impact on both our uh, physical well-being, but I would say mental as well. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll pass the mic on to my brother first. But one of the questions I want to ask you about is like, you know, we kind of talked about briefly in our very first episode of how we started out playing tennis but the one thing that we haven't let the audience know about is uh you know there's obviously times since we started that we've stopped so uh wanted to definitely expand on that today so explain to the audience here how um you kind of follow through in your tennis journey since you started playing tennis yeah so i would say that we both started uh learning about pretty much the same time yeah um tennis i feel like in the beginning for me just um I, I felt like it was just like an activity that i needed to participate in but i wasn't all too passionate about yeah um yeah so i mean i, I say i would say eventually like i just got kind of burnt out and just quit after like a little bit and so well wh one of the thing i want to mention is the w that, that i noticed about you and where you playing tennis now is the difference in your, um, the how how your body transform. One of the thing that I think is very discouraging for a lot of youngsters, especially when you started playing back in the day when you were like ten or twelve, yeah. is the fact that your body hasn't fully developed yet. Right. And a ten-year-old, ten, twelve-year-old body playing tennis versus an eighteen to twenty-five-year-old body playing tennis is different. Like you, 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 you can handle. Like the court size to you is different, so that's when I think like you start enjoying tennis a lot more is when you actually grow into your adult body and you can handle the pace of the ball, the size of the court a lot more. I do vaguely remember like <laughs> learning back then, and I guess yeah, it's like the whole height thing too. Yeah, like standing there and the net already being like like pretty much like shoulder height. Yeah, yeah, and, and exactly. That, that in itself was like very like. And and that's why it, it's bec it, a lot of I think it's a very crucial age for a lot of uh, youngster who they kind of get discouraged is because of like the physical thing. Once you get over that hump and you hit puberty and you went through that transformation, that's when tennis is a lot better. So like I feel like to a lot of younger people out there that is like 10, 12, that's kind of experienced the game like, oh, you know, I'm I'm not fit enough for this or, the you know, the court is too big or the ball is too heavy. The racket's too big for me. I would say like stick it through because in your cases that that wasn't happen right you actually gave up so right. I'll let you talk about that part even more but you actually gave up because personally for me I feel like it was the physicality standpoint you weren't able to handle it no. so that's why I, you gave up whereas for me I started when I was 15 yeah. so I already like was in my adult body I was like 5'8 or something like that or yeah. when you were literally like 5 foot yeah probably for something so that's why it's like I, I, I'll let you talk about it more but like you actually stopped playing 
and do something else. Yeah, and then I guess also like the other aspect of it is that you need to be able to have fun as well while you're out there. Yeah, exactly. I think like the the big uh, on top of like the whole physical thing is that like that made me really frustrated, and it's just like a lot of the time I'm out there, like I just didn't feel like I was having fun, and like if you're not out there and enjoying yourself i you, you just won't be able to put in as much effort and uh you won't be able to improve exactly like yeah. I, I think having fun is like the, the big big thing and and so i guess to just just to continue on a little bit more like um a little bit before the pandemic started um like i, I was in university at the time and like um i i would say it was like a pretty decently dark time in my life where uh you know our 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 dad passed away and also on top of that i was kind of transitioning into like university and so like it was just like a very like hectic and stressful time and but, so like but, that but that at that point in your life you already like stopped doing physical activity whatsoever right because right. because uh so after you quit tennis you do like martial art for like six years or something. I can't remember. Maybe three or four years. I could have forgotten. Yeah. It, it but then after that, you started school and you just literally just stopped. No physical activity whatsoever. Yeah. Throughout high school, I did mixed martial arts for uh, probably a good five years, and then once college hit hits, um, I I was just like I I stopped doing any type of physical activity, and you know like I think it was like during that time like it was like stressful and then. It was just like no no physical activity and it was just the amount of like eating as well it's just like very bad eating habits and just bad diet in general um uh yeah i think 2019 i was probably at my like heaviest ever I, 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 t tell them about your what what are the specific diet that you have <laughs> the, the diet was pretty bad like um I was like, I think my heaviest was like 197, 198 or something You're like that. And, and I, I would say that that's a pretty decent amount of weight for someone that's like 5'8". Uh, <laughs> we would buy Ritz crackers uh, that has like cheese inside of them. And then like I would have like two boxes on my desk like at, like at any point in time. And I would eat it as if um, I was eating cereal. So I'd like pour in like a bunch of these Ritz crackers and eat it with milk as if it's, it was cereal and it was it was that bad um but it was good it was good at the time but now i, I just don't <laughs> think i can ever go back to that <laughs> yeah. um yeah. but the pandemic hit and uh, i mean like you can you can kind of go into like your yeah your, so, your, your so, so, so yeah so more. now like you you stop at pandemic for, so i'll build my story up to the pandemic start as well so um i play tennis like in the first episode, I say I, I start playing around 14, 15, played throughout high school. And then when I started college, I still play because I was super passionate. It was when I started college around 2010, 2011, 2012. I was super passionate still. And um, <laughs> I still hit up like uh, all of, I stopped playing with like the folks from high, my high school team because everybody moved away from college. Yeah. So back th then I started playing with this guy named Chris um, and I pretty much would hit him up every single week to play yeah that's how that's how me and chris got become really close and again he'll, he'll show up he'll, he'll he'll appear in a later episode to talk about his tennis journey but uh we start playing every single week and if he if he doesn't want to play i would phone him and i would 
I, I, I was so into it to a point where I would drive all the way to his college and then we would both go in and play every single day. And I play pretty much all the way up until 2015 at the end of my college career where I was offered a job at um, a consulting company that's in San Francisco where I had to move away. And that actually was the beginning of me being distanced away from the game. So even though I was really passionate and I would know everything about tennis, there was a period maybe from 2015 to 2017, 2018, where I would just not even focus on tennis anymore. Like you would just go to work yeah. and then it was, like soccer yeah, and like, stuff, right? Yeah, that, that, at that point in my life, like 20, 2014 is when our dad, 2013 is when our dad got diagnosed with cancer. Right. So that hit hit both of us a lot mentally, spe specifically me, where I was just like, okay, I have to focus on making a career out of myself. I cannot be distracted by tennis right. anymore or like side stuff. So I would go to, so when I actually went to San Francisco and work, my mentality was like, I go to, I got to make a career for myself from like the business world. I got to focus on doing well at my job. And that really took a lot of time. Like I literally had to, I studied for the CPA right. and that took a lot of time and working full time. That's like 50, 60 hours a week plus studying there was no chance to fit in any kind of like extracurricular activities whatsoever, yeah. let alone being tennis. So really that time was just work, gym, and study. And yeah. then up until 2019 or 20, the end of 2018 or 2019, where I left the consultant firm and have more of like a flexibility lifestyle with my new company, the company that I work for now, which is an awesome company. Um, I was able to uh, find tennis again. So I actually started playing tennis up there, joining a league um, and ha met one of the ver some very cool tennis people that I never really had a chance to meet, yeah. which is so unfortunate because 2019 to when the pandemic hit is so short. And I met those guys. And one of those guys, you know, he moved down from San Francisco. Yeah, as well. uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff. Jeff uh, Fergie. He's oh, an yeah. amazing guy. So I played with his league and then all of a sudden, the the pandemic hit and then when the pandemic hit i you know had a decision to made a decision to say okay everywhere got shut down in san francisco i rented a car and drove back and stay with m you and mom yeah and, and i mean like it, i guess just to kind of go back on it too like i think that that that's where like the i guess the common ground is right like for me like i was in college at the time and literally <laughs> i would go because i, I studied computer science yeah. and so like I would go into the lab like maybe like 7 a.m. and then come back at like maybe 12, 12 a.m. Yeah. and it would just be, be like that constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly every day for like the whole quarter or something like that. Yeah. And so like honestly, with that small amount of time, there's just no way that I was able to kind of find any sort of time in between to do anything else. Like yeah, the thing. Well, for, for for me, the difference between our story is that um, w the reason why I think your story is more impressive is because for me, I actually still was doing, I was going to the gym and running and do keeping up with like my physical uh, fitness. I would go running on the treadmill. I would do like minimal weightlifting, not like crazy amount of like yeah. weightlifting, but I still do, cause I would keep up with my physical activity. Whereas you, you literally was not doing anything. Just school, yeah. school yeah, stuff. Pretty, like sometimes you would go to the gym. I remember when coming back, and yeah, we would go to the gym like together. One, maybe like but once a uh, uh, half, yeah, once every half yeah. year. And then we would actually go play tennis during like that. But that, it was just only like a one-time thing. It was not something serious up until yeah. the pandemic. 
And so the pandemic hits and we were probably locked inside the house for two months. Uh, we, we quarantined for like a month yeah. and a half, two, two months. A month and a half, like, two months. Like a, a legit not even going outside. Like we don't even open our door to go yeah. outside. Yeah. I, I remember. remember that. It was crazy. And it was the weirdest time to just... You know, like when, when we got back into the car and started driving, it was just like the weirdest feeling. And so, like, I mean, during the pandemic, when we're, while we were quarantined, like we tried to find like every like little tiny things here and there to do. Like we tried to, you know, bought a ping pong table and we, we played with it for a little bit. Yeah. And I think like that was just like what really inspired us a little bit to kind of get back into it. And like, I also remember Long, um, our friend Long, like... Uh, like I think he messaged you or some or messaged a group or something like that, and he was like, "Oh, like the you can crawl through the fence or something." Oh, yeah. In order to kind of hit hit against the wall. Yeah. So the uh, an, an important thing here to note is like, I uh, that's when I, we we I I like that the long situation was, he he reached out to us to to me, and then we start doing the tennis thing. So me, Long, and John, we would go and go to hit against the wall first, and then we would start finding court that is actually open for us to kind of play yeah but it's important to note that during that time you still wasn't into tennis yet no so you were into it for a little bit but not really like fully going to the drill like we're about to t walk the audience through no yeah um and so i think eventually like it was just like like the the, the court the whole quarantine thing was kind of lifted a little bit it was like yeah. less less um it, it was more lenient and so we were like okay we need we need something to do like at least like you you started playing tennis again yeah. and i was like oh my gosh like i i've i'm just inside the house i don't i'm not really doing anything like i i really want to at this point in time just really change up something about my like routine a little bit because at this point in time i just do not feel great because like it's just like like i i was the most overweight like i've ever been in my entire life yeah. and so like I needed something to kind of do. Yeah, that's actually one of the things that I like. I usually I usually remember the stuff well, but that's the one thing I don't remember about your side of thing is I was going through and doing my own thing with my friend and playing tennis with them pretty much on like not not every single day. Yeah, but still like two or three times a day. But like, how how did you get back into like knowing like coming with me and then knowing like long and playing tennis with them? Did um, you just come along or something? So I think what it initially sparked my interest again was actually not the pandemic but it was more like our trip to uh europe it was to france and i was watching you and uh adeline and alexi play and wait, then I, I was on the other court wait that was before the pandemic yeah it was before the, the it, it uh, was like kind of like what sparked it a little bit oh it was like at the back of my mind like always um i was i was playing with young on the other side like i remember that like very vividly like i was playing with her um and then i was like Man, like I, I, at that point, I was like, I really wish that I, 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 I'm able to play tennis like like these guys. Oh, I see. It, it was always been in the back of my mind, and so like, pan the pandemic hit, and it was like, it was like that sort of like call to action for me. Yeah. It was just like, okay, this is the opportunity for me to change up everything about my lifestyle a little bit and just take on something new again or i mean not new but like you know just take it on again and it was a good ex uh, and it was a good thing i guess because if anything at that time you didn't really have to go outside of like your comfort zone way too much the reason why i say that is because it was the time where everybody uses 
any kind of physical activity as a chance to be outside. Yeah. Like people going like, you know, like all those hashtag on, on social media, like yeah. go outside and play safely or something along that line. So, and, and tennis so, was like the most like yeah. socially distanced sport there, there, there was at the time. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, one of the more promotional sport to say like you can be safe and play tennis. Yeah. Like, I mean, now it's like with pickleball and stuff, but like before it was like tennis. And I think that was kind of like the bulk of like, I mean, like I've, I've seen a lot of YouTubers and stuff like t tennis content creators that are like they they've started again or like even tennis pros they started again during the like the pandemic yeah it, it was kind of like the the reset for a lot of people and so like that like that that was it for me and so you know at, at first like i started going out there and it was like learning like everything over again and like everything just felt like super yeah. super heavy I, I i want to actually hone in on that because that's very interesting right you you actually you start playing tennis and you learned the technique and all that stuff. Yeah. And you had a two-handed backhand when you started out. Yeah. I want I want you to kind of like really talk about the transformation because when you picked up tennis again, the techniques that you had during the first few months that you start playing tennis is the technique that you've learned <clears throat> when you were tw 10 or 12. So you 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 didn't lose it, but you 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 had a very limited skill set for lack of a better word so yeah. the serve the serve i remember was exactly like the serve that you have when you when you stop playing the backhand was in a similar fashion and the forehand i think like you you the the most the most well-toned shot that you had when you actually started again was actually the forehand side yeah. and then and then yeah I'll, I'll let you talk about like how that transformed up until this point today the really big thing that helped me was at the time was just like watching youtube videos and stuff i remember just like um just studying and then also just having like another screen open that just had like uh i don't know like slow motion of a forehand hit by Federer, nadal or djokovic or something like that and i would just be constantly watching matches and just every day just trying to do sort of the same thing that they do i would watch a whole bunch of like different uh tutorials on like footwork and all that stuff at the time when we when we first started again during the pandemic, I, yeah, like like you said, I started with a two a two handed backhand, and that has never been like very comfortable for me, <laughs> especially like me being at my like heaviest. It's it just like it just felt like my motion, my body just didn't permit me to do so. Yeah, like there there was like very limited motion, and I just like my like yeah th there's just no flexibility for me to be able to use the two-handed backhand yeah but i still stuck with it for like maybe a few months and so I, I think that was the moment where i was like you know let, let's try the two the, the one-handed backhand and see how it is and we bought a ball machine we we did buy a ball machine yeah and i think and that's, that, that, that's what helped us quite a bit too yeah. like that, that was like def definitely like a, a, a big step up for us because with the ball machine, we we're able to kind of like achieve like repetitions and stuff. And, and so like that helped us to kind of improve on our just like, you know, learning process yeah, yeah. in general. It's a combination. I think you mentioned it very well is that that ball machine allowed repetition, but then a lot of about just learning anything is the, the, the ability to like watch other people do it and then integrate it and then actually transition into it in practice and repetition. And, I still remember like when you when when you were hitting when you start to actually feel the ball on your backhand side very well the sound is different 
and it 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 was very good. Yeah. Um, you you know uh the funny thing that uh, an analogy that I was thinking of as as you were talking about like this transformation, is, you remember the movie Kung Fu Hustle? Oh yeah. With Stephen Chow. Yeah. Like the you know when he, he in the beginning of that movie I don't want to ruin for the audience who haven't watched it yet. It's a great movie. You sh- you should check it out. But how I compare you to his story is that in the beginning of the movie, he was kind of like like this person who just like tried to learn Kung Fu. Like he know the basic step and he was just hitting yeah. uh, like people and then he just always get beat up. Yeah. And then when he went through that process, when he actually, he was, he was killed, right? Yeah. He was, he was killed. He was, he tried to, he was trying to like fight some people who was really good and then they end up killing him. And then he, the people who were like, the real kung fu master, they yeah. sort of like revive him and put him into like, sort of like a mummy or something like that. Yeah, and he always have like an inner power that he never realized it. Yeah, but until he got killed, and then they put him <laughs> in like a mummy thing, and then all of a sudden, like it just you, you remember that scene? Like yeah, you, yeah, you can, yeah. Like he just, like just broke open. He just yeah. broke open, and he becoming like an incredible kung fu master. Like, yeah. like he just realized. Like this very little bit of like energy inside that he kept his entire life, yeah. And then he just realized it, and he just become incredible. So you're saying like the analogy is that like my being like super super yeah. overweight was kind of like the death, the death of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. like the in like it allow you to unleash that innate um, ability ability that you never realized up until that point, and then you just become super good. That's yeah. how I met. Like that, that's pretty incredible. I mean, like I guess. A, a, a little bit different from that is, is like the, but you the, there's definitely you a, didn't a lot die. The, there's, there's <laughs> that and then also like there's a lot of there's an incredible amount of work that had to be put in like I think that that's definitely cannot be yes um, uh, you know overlooked because like yeah we, we started playing pretty much every day yeah um, at, at first it was like maybe you know three four times a week because of school and stuff but once I finished school it it started being like pretty much every day. Yeah, that's right. When you started, when you when you when, that's one of the thing I pr- appreciate. Well, the positive about the pandemic is like the flexibility of being able to work from home and having awesome, you know, workplace yeah. and colleagues that allows you to do it. So definitely a, a very big uh, positive. But yeah, when you started uh, to go go to work and everything like that and find that flexibility to be able to play every day, it was a it was a very very big thing. Yeah. yeah, and so I think within a span of like maybe a year, um, playing every day, um, I probably lost like maybe thirty pounds at the time, and then uh, at that point it was like okay, like we we kind of reached like sort of a threshold, and so like we're like oh how how can we like improve that even more, and so I think eventually we started like changing up our diet and stuff a little bit as well um that like made a world of difference and it just shows that like it's not only physical activity but like um also your diet as well yeah and so that made me drop like maybe another like 20 like 20 pounds yeah so like in total like ever since uh the pandemic started i've probably lost about like 50 pounds and like right now like i feel like I'm in the, like the best shape of my life. I'm, I'm, like I think uh, right now I'm like around 150 pounds, um, but yeah, like I know I, I, I think like it definitely changed my life for like the better in yeah. terms of like just health wise. 
Yeah, I think uh, the the physicality is very important, and I think the mental side of it is very very important too. I I, I can talk up a little bit how like it helps me on the mental side of thing is, um, you know, when we have like everyday desk job, it's pretty much like sitting down every day, or just if you have a standing desk, you're just yeah. standing in one spot, um, and then countless countless meeting every single day to a point where just like it's just your brain is kind of like fried and it's the same thing when i did when i was at the consulting firm yeah um the consulting firm is like when when you get to that stage like your brain is just kind of like in a sense like for me it's just stop working yeah so when it comes to those situation i find it extremely helpful for me to just kind of like okay if i don't have anything else in terms of meeting i'm gonna stop I'm gonna go work out outside, or I'm gonna go play tennis. And after that, really, just after one hour of just pure exercise, I feel like really good adrenaline rush through that point. And there's there's definitely like scientific behind it, but I, I'll explain it at, from my end. Is that I feel motivated. You I go back, more energized. more energized. I went back, and I can work really focused on like the the actual work for the rest of the day and become super efficient. Yeah. Where everybody's different but for me my brain after like workout after like that even though there was like a long stressful period went to work work out and play tennis i go back i feel energized and it just actually click faster than like how i started my day I, so I agree. like the mental aspect of it yes it makes you happy but like for work wise it's a, it it pushes me like super super good so i was like it, it works well for me from the mental side too yeah, it, it definitely helps a lot. Like tennis is that definitely that outlet for me to where like, you know, I'm feeling stressed. I go play tennis and I come back and it, like my body is just very energized. Like I have a completely like, you know, like my, my mind is just yeah. a lot more. Yeah. The brain functionality just it, it, it really beneficial for me. Yeah. Um, and it's like like I mentioned, right, like back in the day when I didn't play tennis in San Francisco, I would go to work out after the gym in 24 hour and yeah. like the, the exercise aspect of it just make my brain so much better. Whereas, um, if you, for me, if you take like naps or something like that, yeah, I actually like, I feel more drowsy waking yeah. up from a nap. You feel kind of like groggy yeah. waking up <laughs> yeah, from a nap than, than actually going out to, to play tennis. But then again, everybody's different people. That, that's how it's like mo most effective for me. Now, I kind of want to talk about, like, um, the other motivational aspect of us, like, pushing us is to meet a lot of people out there on the court, right? So, yeah. like, I, I feel like had it just been me and you just play tennis by ourselves at, like, a court that has nobody there, we would still get better. But, um, you know, the reason why we, we, we have been so motivated is because uh the community that we have. Seen, oh, yeah, no, know? like, definitely, like, the, the tennis community is incredible. Like everybody is like there to like encourage you. Nobody's going to be there to just like, you know, oh, poke fun of you, like at you or anything. Like they're not going to be like, Oh, like you, you, you know, like you're not playing well or something like yeah. that. Like they're there and they're always like willing to help you yeah. and always just like, super welcoming. And 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 uh, I'm I'm just super glad that we were able to kind of meet these uh, these type of people out there. Yeah, and and I think it just speaks not in not, not only in tennis term but also in anything like in everything that you do. If you have if you surrounded yourself with people who are, you know, it doesn't really matter the level. Yeah. But p 
people always want love what they're doing uh, and love what you you kind of have the same objective and you surround yourself with a good community of people who who uh, want to work towards that objective you're gonna have more motivation in becoming better and yeah. actually wanting to go out there and improve every single day yeah and yeah it just really applies to like pretty much and, a lot of aspects and i feel like i just owe like everybody out there like so like so much like credit because like they um honestly like I, i feel like if i didn't have anybody to play with or like just you know if i play with people that are just kind of beginners like or like the same as me i just won't feel like i'll be able to improve just like as yeah. fast as i am like you know playing with you and you know like I, I, I owe like everybody out there like you know a, a lot you know for for where I am today in terms of my fitness and then just in terms of like tennis level as well because yeah and it's it's really important to be able to have people that are like way higher than your level and like be able to play with them because that really you know it, it's like it encourages you not forces you but encourages you to try to play up to that level and eventually you're just going to be like used to it And you, because you have to eventually like adjust the way that you play in order to, you know, hang with them. Yeah. And, and so, um, it, well, it, it definitely, you yeah. know, it, it is kind of, I'll, I'll plan this seat for the future episode, but th it's kind of going into like the, the, this aspect that we're talking about right now is you go out there, you feeling motivated physically and mentally. And one of the most important thing that get you to this level today is your ability to receive feedback from a variety of sources, but then also um, you have to like willing to try it and make a mistake yeah. in doing it, yeah. right? Like I think it's 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 important for you to be able to do that. Just again, not just in tennis, but in general. Like no, you I, I would say that we both went through like a lot of changes, quite, quite a lot of changes. And it, it was just due to like us, you know, uh, like taking different advice from people out there and um you know implementing what we need like what is really important in order to improve our game um like especially in the beginning with like xavier and he's like you know giving us these sort of drills to kind of do and i was looking through like some of your old videos of you playing tennis and it was just like completely different yeah like even like i think you posted a video of you playing like a few points or something with long or or, or something like that uh like 2019 or 2020 some of that like compared to now like it, it like that video it d it didn't look great like mm. I, i don't know if you look you look back at it mm. but it like the the movement of the feet um like the, the yeah. strokes and stuff it's just nothing it's compared to how it is now yes. for you no like uh sometime I, i i went back to those video and i see it And then I immediately stop seeing it because I don't want <laughs> like for me one of the thing that I'm scared of is if I looked at all those things I'm gonna revert. Yeah, back it's, to it's kind of a stup superstition. Like it's, it's kind of superstition. Weird. Yes. Yeah, but no, like I was I was watching that video. I was like, holy cow! Like it, it you like even on your end, like you it, within two years we were able to make so much progress. Yeah. Like in terms of like just everything, like your your move, like your movement, and everything. Like I was watching the video and you didn't there was no split step yeah. there there was like everything looked like very stiff and just like it was just completely different than how like you play right now and like how uh, how how we both play right now yeah. so it was just like crazy that to see that that was only like two three years ago now yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll get into like, the 
the technicality stuff more when in the down episode. But yeah, purely I think it's a it's a big transition. It does worlds of good for the both of us mentally and physically. So I'm I'm really glad that we were able to do it and we have opportunity in our daily life where it allow us to see each other and play tennis with each other every single day. I think that's all comes down to that. Sometimes I take it for granted. Yeah. I really do. And so like there's frustrating days out there and then I come back home and I'm like, you know, why am I so frustrated? What what was that worth for? Like I think at the end of the day, I'm just very grateful for the fact that we were able to see each other every every day and play tennis with one another. Because up until this point in our life, I don't think well we we grew up and we have a lot of things where well, we we chatted as brothers right like we yeah. we would we would hang out there's some time like you know we talk about certain things, but I think this sport um I'm very grateful for it it's just because it allows like a common connection for the both of us to really connect to play yeah. tennis and to 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 see each other every single day, which is what why I think uh that would be very happy if he were to see the both of us today yeah yeah no i I think it was great because like you know, it, it definitely brought like a common ground for, for the both of us. Like you were, you were saying like, um, you know, like y- you take things for granted, but I think it's also like good to kind of hold like high standards because like that, that's how we're able to kind of improve yeah. ourselves more. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's important to be able to push each other to do better, um, by putting a little bit of pressure, but yeah, like it's, it's completely fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I mean, you know, with these sort of experiences, like I I just hope that like it can you know, be like sort of an an inspiration for other people as well because like you know tennis is like a super great sport like it's it's not you know like you know from the outsider's perspective it's it's just again like two people hitting the ball back and forth, but there's just so many like layers of complex like complexity to like the game like it's like mental physical and it's like very technical and you know like in and then in between those lines there's you know like you know watching tennis and like this great community of people that are like surrounding us and it really brings everyone together like yeah. once again with yeah. that yeah that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about today I, like hopefully um you know it, it inspires you guys to get out there and you know, try out tennis for yourself if you haven't already. Uh, but for the tennis community that we are um, talking to, I, I hope you guys enjoyed a, a little bit of our, like, um, you know, I, our perspective and our journey back into tennis. Um, we wanted to get a little bit personal with this episode just to kind of uh, tell you a little bit more about ourselves. But, um, yeah, that, this, this, uh, this concludes today's uh, episode. Um, I hope you guys have a, a great upcoming week ahead. And uh, look forward for our next episode. We'll be discussing a lot more fun stuff. Thank right. you, everyone. Thank you. Arigato.